episode of The Box Factor. Today's episode is special in many ways. For one, uh, this topic of this episode is very near and dear to my heart. Anybody close to me knows that. As a matter of fact, anybody that knows me will know that when I tell you what the topic is. And for two, this is the first videoed podcast of The Box Factor Show, so shout out for that. Um, but today's episode is about my home country of Ukraine. Um, throughout today, I'm going to be discussing many aspects of Ukraine, um, considering what's going on right now. Uh, if you don't know, Russia has decided to wrongfully, unjustifiably, and unprovoked invade the country of Ukraine, um, and it's just caused massive devastation. But I believe in my heart of hearts that my country will prevail and we will become victorious past this evil that Vladimir Putin has tried to uh, embark upon the wonderful country of Ukraine and its beautiful people. So for starters, I'd like to talk about the fundamentals of Ukraine, kind of the history of the culture, um, you know, the fundamental facts like the population, where it's located, why it's important to its region. And uh, I'm going to tell you all where I was from and the region of Ukraine where that is, because that is important for later on in the show. So Ukraine is located directly in the middle of Europe, which automatically you would think makes it a very vital country to Europe's sustainable freedom, sustainable democracy, and sustainable success. Um, however, given that Ukraine is a very young country, uh, it gained its independence on August 24th, 1991, which when you put that in retrospect, it's not that long ago. Um, Ukraine has faced many obstacles. Some of it has been self-inflicted. Some of it it's just because it is where it is, and it's bordered by so many different countries. Uh, Ukraine is actually bordered by seven different countries. Um, the countries that border Ukraine include Russia, Belarus, Slovakia, Hungary, Poland, Romania, and Moldova. Um, so obviously, when you when you are bordered by that many different countries, uh, you're bound to have some some skirmishes at the least and some obvi obviously wars at the worst. Uh, so kind of doomed from the start. However, like I said in the beginning, we will prevail. I have no doubt. So to get on, uh, my hometown is uh, Donetsk, Ukraine. It is in the southeastern part of the country. Um, a little quick fact, Ukraine is actually the largest country in Europe when you look at square mileage and um, the sheer mass and the stretch of the country, it's very large. Um, it's actually the largest if you do not consider the Russian Empire's part. So, with being a large country, Ukraine is obviously um, bound and probably determined if it is to sustain itself to produce something at a large amount. And for them, that is uh, mainly wheat and sunflower oil. And uh, some more facts. Ukraine's flag, which you see behind me, uh, the colors represent the sky, and the yellow, the blue, the yellow represents the fields of wheat, and the blue represents the sky. Also, uh, the sunflower is the national flower of Ukraine, even though <laughs> this is a rose, but whatever. Um, 
I, uh, I'm thinking about this because I really can't wait to get to answer this question, but, um, a lot of people who have met me throughout my life and, um, somebody even today, uh, asked me, why, why are you so passionate about Ukraine? And the reason they asked me that is, uh, I was two years old when I was adopted. So obviously being two, you don't really remember anything, um, but with how my life began and uh, all the obstacles that I faced within those two years, didn't even realize that God was guiding me through. Obviously, I am a uh, faithful man, and I truly believe in God, and I believe he was guiding me through those trials and tribulations that I faced in Ukraine. Um, so being the fact that I was malnourished and um, I had cerebral palsy and they didn't know how to diagnose it, so obviously they didn't know how to treat it, I was not expected to make it very long on this earth, but because of God, I'm here today. And even though it sounds crazy for me to say this when you just heard me, what I said, because of Ukraine, I'm here today. And I believe that's because, like Ukraine, I am resilient against adversity. And I believe I can make it through anything, just like I believe my country can make it through anything. So why is this war happening? What's what is Putin's deal? I almost said Russia, but I'm not going to say that because I don't believe most of the Russian people want this war. And, you know, it's just crazy to think that one man can be the cause of this so much tragedy, terror, devastation. But it's possible. Um, so why? Why is this war happening? What's going on? Um, to start, we're going to talk about Ukraine's relations with uh, its neighboring countries, specifically focusing on Russia, obviously. Um, so, like I said earlier in the show, Ukraine um, seceded from the Soviet Union in 1991, okay? So, when it gained its independence, Russia was then formed based off of new geographical boundaries. But... Stalin already set a precedent with Ukraine when he decided to deliberately starve an entire nation of people by setting unreachable goals for wheat production and starving an entire nation by exporting all of its possible e edible things like wheat and meat from livestock and even horses. So when Stalin set that precedent, and Putin came into power, obviously some time later, Putin um, decided to adopt his predecessor's uh, beliefs in Ukraine. Putin himself has said that Russia has created Ukraine, which is an obvious lie. Putin has said that Ukraine cannot be an independent country if Europe is to be successful, which is an obvious lie. But that's, I, I strongly believe, this is, after all, this is my perspective. I strongly believe that's what he believes in his heart of hearts. So, to say the least, uh, Ukraine's relationship with Russia has been uh, shaky uh, on very, 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 very thin ice. Um, and that is something that is known to people well before 2014. And the reason I say 2014 is because in 2014, Ukraine had the Maidan Revolution, which uh, 
they, in an attempt to overthrow a corrupt government, a Russian-backed corrupt government in Ukraine, trying to slowly chip away at the country and give it back to Russia, they held a series of riots and expelled that current government to get to where they are today with the democratically chosen government by the Ukrainian people themselves. So after that revolution and after the annexation of Crimea by Vladimir Putin, um, even though that was years ago, uh, you could obviously tell he had a bigger goal in mind. Nobody stops whenever they feel like they can conquer something. So he obviously had a plan. This is timed. Um, and it's timed because there have been so many years of tension between the Ukrainian and the Russian governments alone. And I only say the governments because Ukrainian people do not hate the common day Russian. They do not hate the Russian citizens. We hate the president. We don't like the way he feels like he owns us. Because he does not. To the everyday Russian, we say we're sorry that you have to live under that. And hopefully one day you will be freed from your oppression. So I kind of want to move on to the more current day and talk about the effects of this war, um, obviously for Ukraine, uh, for Russia. And I'm telling you this as somebody who is vehemently following all outlets, um, following every update on this war, but I am not a news professional. Like I said, this is from my perspective. So that's all I'm going to give you, and I hope you take it and try to pull something from it. But here are, here is my perspective of what's going to happen to Ukraine and Russia because of this war. Based off current news and the overwhelming amount of sanctions that the Russian government, or I should say Putin and his elite, have faced because they have directly um, sanctioned Putin and um, his elite, his cabinet per se. Um, so those sanctions will cripple the Russian economy as it's already doing now. Um, the ruble is falling, plummeting in value by the hour. I'm certain of it. Uh, I think it dropped like 30% in one day. <laughs> that's a, that's an insane amount for a currency. Like, And anybody who has any background in politics or just knows how money works, they'll know that too. But it cripples Russia's economy. It's going to for a long time, however long he wants to wage this war. But far past the economy, this is crippling a nation, wrongfully. This is forcing people to leave their homes, forcing people to relocate out of a country that many of them have only ever known their entire lives. But a lot of people are also Russian that live in Ukraine. There are a lot of Ukrainians and Russians that live amongst each other. So what Putin doesn't know is he's bombing his own people. But with somebody like that, I'm sure he just doesn't care. I have to say that I agree with 
the president of the United States when he says that Putin has chose this war because this is solely a choice by Vladimir Putin. This war could have been totally avoidable. It would have never happened had anybody else with a sane frame of mind been in office for Russia. Um, I just think that this is a useless war. Um, I feel as if this terror and devastation could have totally been avoided by this by the world the world is feeling the effects of this world of this war it's not just ukraine it's the world so i think once people realize that ukrainians are wrongfully being pushed out of their homes being slaughtered and murdered and killed then they'll start to realize that the world needs to stand with ukraine it needs to stand with what they believe in, and that's freedom and democracy. And so while I say that, I'm going to go ahead and get into my message to, the, uh, to my fellow Americans and to the rest of the world. I don't know if anybody outside of Dyersburg, Tennessee, or the surrounding areas in Tennessee will hear this podcast. I'll do my best to reach as many people as I can, but I want you to hear me when I say this. Ukraine needs every bit of help it can get, okay? Us as Ukrainians know we are up against a far more superior military, and we know we got to fight on our hands. But I believe in the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, when he says Ukrainians will never give up. We will never put down our arms until the last bullet is fired. And I hope that inspires the rest of the world to help a country that is fighting for survival, fighting for democracy. So many other countries in the world fight, claim to fight for democracy. Why are we not fighting for it now? And I understand all the implications that come with putting troops on the ground and implementing a no-fly zone. But I know we can do more to help this vulnerable nation. I know we can do more to help a young country try to prosper and get past this unnecessary evil that they face in Vladimir Putin. I strongly believe, I strongly, strongly believe that the world can and will do more to help Ukraine. I'm begging you to please help my nation. We are just trying to survive at this point. And to my Ukrainians, I know you will never give up in your heart. That's what's in our blood. That's what makes us Ukrainians. The fact that we are so resilient against so much wrong, whether it's in our own government or whether it's a foreign power, we are resilient to no. We do not take no for an answer. We do not give up for anything, anyone, any nation. Doesn't matter who it is. We know we want to be our own people. We know we want true freedom, and we're gonna f we're gonna fight for it until our last breath. I strongly believe in that. Please, do not give up. Do not be disheartened by anything you see. I know it's hard. I can't speak from experience, but I am following right with you as much as I can. I'm doing all I can to help you. 
please remain steadfast in your defense for our beautiful nation. Eslava Ukraina.